Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to this week's episode of Mill Liberty. This is the voice of liberty for a new generation. I'm your host, Caleb Franz, and I am thrilled to have you here on this wonderful episode uh, this week. I just got back from the Conservative Political Action Conference in Washington, D.C. Actually, I was there for uh, two conferences. One in, uh, one would be the, the International Students for Liberty Conference the weekend before, and then um, I stayed there in Washington for a little while. Since it is one of my favorite destinations to go to and to attend, um, I stayed there, and both were very eventful, as always, and uh, the Suits for Liberty Conference actually was the first time I went to that one, and I was very impressed and very pleased uh, with with what went on, and we recorded two episodes in my during my time in D.C., one you can go back and listen to. It was our episode with um, our Students for Liberty Roundtable uh, with Jeffrey Tucker and and uh, Jacob Richards and Joshua Gooker. Uh, and then, of course, we had our, our exclusive interview, our February interview with Jack Hunter, where you can also go back and listen to. And uh, we had a great conversation with Jack about... Uh, the media and and how everything is is working out right now and how rare uh, the where he's the editor of rare politics how rare fits into into everything and um, it was a great conversation you can go back and listen to that on iTunes uh, and it it kind of set the tone for this week's episode because I I do want to continue a little bit that discussion on what I want to continue the discussion on uh, free press, on fake news, and embracing your bias. And I think that's really important. Uh, let me tell you why. And let me tell you where this really, uh, this, this idea for this week's episode really came from. I went to the museum, not museum. <laughs> The museum in Washington D.C. It's a private um, museum dedicated to uh, educating and preserving the First Amendment, uh, educating people about free speech and the importance of freedom of press, uh, and going through and looking back at some of the history of of what we enjoy so much in the First Amendment. Um, and they had some really great sections in that in that museum it's right beside the canadian embassy in washington dc it has the best the best view of the capitol building uh by far if you're if you're just looking around uh other than the canadian embassy of course because it's right beside it uh and um i went to it and when you go in and you walk into it the first thing you do is you go down to level one because ground level is level two. You go down to level one, and when you get to the first level, uh, you walk around until you get to what they have is a is an actual section, an actual segment of the Berlin Wall, and 
the way they have it set up is is really quite extraordinary to to be honest because they have it set up like on one side you're in East Berlin and on one side you're in West Berlin uh, and of course West Berlin has all this graffiti and all these all this examples of freedom of expression and the rights to criticize government um, and on the other side, they have. Uh, on the other side, they have nothing. It's absolutely blank. On on the side of East Berlin, they have a gigantic uh, guard tower that they brought from uh, from Germany to the the museum there in Washington D.C. And it really puts you in the mindset that that the that the people would have been uh, facing under this communist totalitarian regime during the Cold War. And I think that that's something that you know, too often we forget about. Too often we, we take for granted uh, just how easy it is for, for us as people and us as individuals to have the ability to speak out and criticize your own government. Because when you are on that side of the wall they they built it very uniquely because it's it's almost enclosed so you almost of course there's an opening and an exit but everything else is enclosed uh, so you have this sensation like you really are trapped behind uh, behind that Berlin Wall and with the way that everything is completely bleak and gray and depressing. It really puts you in the mood of, of what it is like to be in a totalitarian state. And it's quite frightening, to be, to be quite frank with you. Uh, and it really got me thinking about the importance of freedom of the press and what it, um, what it means and what its purpose is. Because every single freedom that our founders made sure that they protected in the First Amendment uh, and all uh, of the Bill of Rights, every single freedom that they were uh, ensuring that they were protecting was specifically so that you can speak out against the government um, and so that you can speak out in criticism of your local government, your state government, it's not made for the weather. It's not made so you can say nice things to your neighbor. It's pointless if that's all it's for. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is specifically for um, dissenting opinions. That is exactly what it's for. You don't need freedom of speech just to talk about things that everyone agrees on. You need freedom of speech and you need freedom of press more specifically so that you can vocalize your concerns, your disagreements, your criticisms, and so that you can maximize that voice and spread it all across the land. Um, and that put me into another mindset of, of today's current national conversation. You know, at CPAC, whenever... Uh, President Trump was speaking at at the at the conference. 
he spent a very long time uh, just criticizing the news media, criticizing, quote, fake news, which was ironic because he started talking about uh, the length of, you know, how many people were trying to get in and that they went on for blocks. They went on for six blocks, the lines to, to come in to hear uh, Trump speak, which was just blatantly false. And then he had the audacity to say that you won't hear it from the news media because they aren't uh, reporting it, which I thought was very uh, fun and ironic <laughs> because that wasn't even close to the to the case. But he spent uh, probably a good 20 minutes before he even got to any policy. He spent a long time on just bashing the media and and calling them fake news and calling them the dishonest media and all that stuff. All the stuff that we've heard before and we know about. But it really got me thinking, what is the media supposed to be? What um, is the role of the media? You know, it was fun this time because I actually uh, was media because I went with without set to CPAC and uh, ISFLC. So it was fun to hear <laughs> hear those in the in the president's cabinet, and the president himself uh, basically call uh, me uh, the opposition party. That was always entertaining. Um, but it got me thinking, what is the role of the media? Is it more important, and we talked a little bit of, with this with, uh, with Jack last week, is it more important to talk about and and to be unbiased or is it more important to be truthful and what do i mean by that can you truly have an unbiased can you truly have an unbiased opinion i don't believe so everyone has a bias currently everybody uh from the trump administration to those on the alt-right uh their their big concern is to keep the press accountable and honest. Meanwhile, they go to news sources such as Breitbart or uh, Fox News, and and sometimes you know Fox isn't always just blatantly false. I I don't think so. I I do. I go to them for some things, not all. Uh, but it's ironic because you're picking and choosing people who are quote fake news, not because they're actually fake but because they disagree with your way of thinking. Anybody who disagrees with my opinion is now automatically fake news. That's not unbiased. That's propaganda. That's not having an unbias. That is saying their bias disagrees with my bias. And that's okay. That is okay. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> the point of free press is, is not necessarily so that we have a complete, a complete unbiased, completely, um, secure news cycle like that, because there is no such thing as a non-bias. Everyone has a bias. If you support free speech, that's a bias. If you support free press, that's a bias. If you support the United States of America, as opposed to uh, foreign entities such as Russia or China or somewhere like that, that is a bias. That is, in fact, a bias. The point and, and what we should be striving for is not to be unbiased, because we all have that. In fact, I want to know, I prefer to know, 
where this person is coming from. I want to know where this news uh, agency or, or media company, I want to know where they're coming from. So that way I can at least get that out of the way instead of trying to pretend like they don't have an agenda. It's fine if you have an agenda. I understand that. What is more important to me is that despite that agenda that you're trying to push, and, and not that I think that you should pu uh, push it against all costs, but despite the agenda that you're trying to push, that the truth comes first and foremost. That's kind of the disconnect that we're currently facing in the country um, when it comes to this, this era of fake news and alternative facts is that we think that everyone, uh, we think that those who, who disagree with us are fake news, and that's just simply not the case. Sometimes both sides of a story could be true, just different perspectives. Um, the truth is always the truth. But that doesn't mean that the angle that the story is going for, just because it disagrees with your point of view, is wrong. What we should be focusing for is that even though you have a bias, an inherent bias in you, and we all do, trying to deny that does nothing for anyone. Trying to deny that bias does more harm than good. Because we're all human beings. We're all... Uh, we're, we're all fallible. We can all make mistakes. So trying to say that, that we're not going to have something that gets in the way of our reporting or our um, coverage of the news is just blatantly false. There is going to always be a certain bias in every news reporter or every uh, uh, anchor or, or something to that effect. That's okay. I prefer people to fully utilize their freedom of press. And make no mistake that freedom of press is not just limited to those of Fox News, of MSNBC, of CNN. It's not just limited to, the, to, to those people. Freedom of press, just like, the, just like the Second Amendment, is not just limited to the militia. Freedom of press, it's everyone's job to hold the government accountable. Now, some people go into it professionally, and, and others do not, but you can be a journalist just as much as anyone else can. And it's your job as a citizen, your duty, to hold the government accountable. That's the whole purpose of freedom of press is not to create this um, monopoly of, of news media. It's not to create that. Rather, it is to ensure that every single citizen of the United States has the ability uh, to be their own journalist and to be their own news agency. To go out and to compete for the news. To compete for, for eyes and ears. In fact, whenever we start realizing that, 
Then just like in the marketplace, competition is the best censorship. Competition is the best way to ensure that you will get the truth and nothing but the truth, despite the bias, despite whoever may uh, bring a bias to their agenda and to their news agency. The truth must be first and foremost. We shouldn't be striving for unbiased news because there's no such thing as that. If someone's telling you that, they're lying. If someone is telling you that I have an unbiased opinion, then chances are that they are lying. We need to be embracing the fact that, that we don't have an unbiased we need to be embracing the fact that everyone has a bias, that everyone has a differing opinion, that everyone has a dissenting opinion to some degree, and we should be propping that up. We should be elevating that to an extent to where everyone can see it. Oftentimes, what is unbiased tends to typically just be centrist. It's not truly the fact... It's not truly saying that... Um, that said person or said agency doesn't have a bias. They are just trying to center themselves on the two opposing factors. And what's more important about this is that this kind of change can only happen this kind of change in our news media, if we are truly trying to find a society that embraces the truth, if we're truly trying to find um, news that is not fake, that is not just alternative facts, if we're trying to find news that embraces the truth and puts their bias aside for the truth, then it must come from the ground up. This is why competition in, in, in news is very important. And it's also why embracing your bias is so important as well. Because everyone currently is just trying to make themselves look as if they are the unbiased news. The, they're trying to look like they're not fake news. And in doing so, they're just reinforcing everyone else's bias on their own side. That's what's dangerous. We need to stop fooling ourselves. We need to stop pretending like we don't have a bias. If you believe in freedom, that's a bias. If you don't, <laughs> that's a bias. If you are in the press and you think it's the right of the people to hold the government accountable, and it's the right of the press to hold the government accountable, that's a bias. And if you believe that, you need to be acting out. You need to be vocalizing your dissent. I have no problem with, with the press and the White House going at it. I do have a problem whenever the White House tries to silence those who they do not agree with. 
is that with and what I'm referencing to is is uh, when the White House tried to well, not tried to they did um, when the White House said that CNN and I think it was the New York Times they said that those guys are are not allowed into the daily press briefings. While that may not necessarily be a violation of the First Amendment per se, it is a violation of the nature of the First Amendment. And this is incredibly important. Uh, Even though certain things may not be violations of of the Constitution by letter, um, it is violating the the thinking behind the First Amendment. And that's something that we have to embrace as well. I'm not saying that this would hold up in a a constitutional uh, court of law, but as a people, this is what we need to be embracing because when we violate the nature of it, the next step is violating the letter of it. We cannot just be keeping out the White House... It cannot be allowed to just be keeping out news medias that they do not like just because they might write a bad story about them. Just because they might write a, a story set in a negative tone. That's not the, the White House's job to do that. The White House needs to make it clear where they are coming from so that, so that uh, the media will have no wiggle room. We'll have no way to spin it in another way. The fact that the White House is so terrified of of dissenting opinions and dissenting um, agencies tells me that they are terrified of dissenting voices. It tells me that they are um, much more comfortable with pushing out people who just reinforce their their own um, opinions instead of challenging that. It tells me that they're much more comfortable with the likes of Breitbart being in the newsroom than CNN or the New York Times. That they actually think that Breitbart is not fake news, but CNN and the New York Times is. Now, that's not to say that CNN and uh, the New York Times haven't had fake stories or just blatantly false stories. I, Of course they have. But so is Breitbart. So if you're going to boot out one, then you need to boot out the others for the sake of consistency. If you're going to um, keep one because you just like the way they spin your story, then you have to keep the other, or else you are, are creating a propaganda machine. You are creating a news media that serves the state rather than a news media uh, that stands in opposition to the state. That's dangerous. And it's not something that just started with President Trump. This goes back to um, Barack Obama. It goes back uh, several presidents back. I seem to recall, and this is one of the scandals, even though he, he claims he had a scandal-free administration, um, this is one of the scandals that I recall that nobody else is really speaking of and really uh, remembers or reporting. Everyone knows about the the NSA leaks by Edward Snowden. 
But what is often forgot about is that that was only the last scandal in something I remember as the summer full of scandals. We also had uh, the IRS targeting of conservatives, and, and more of us remember that than not, but uh, it's certainly not to the extent of the NSA and Edward Snowden. But in between the two, in between uh, when the IRS uh, targeting scandal happened and, uh, and the NSA leaks occurred, there was something that nearly everyone forgot. It was the forgotten scandal. And it was when it was released and known that um, the DOJ was targeting journalists, wiretapping journalists, to make sure that they are only that they are providing the right kind of coverage for the president. This is when this whole thing on on the the administration taking on fake news. This is when this happened. Because it wasn't fake news, it was, it was Obama-approved news. And now we have Trump-approved news. Now the left is having a just absolute meltdown over Trump any time he does something like this. But it's time to look back, and it's time to, to take the beam out of your own eye and realize where this kind of stuff um, came from in the first place. It's time to realize that it's not a partisan thing. It's time to realize that government in any, with any party power, Republican or Democrat, it's time to realize that any time a Republican or Democrat with great authoritarian power uses and, and violates that power, that's when it's time to stand up. That's when it's time to voice your dissent. Now, I may not agree with everything that um, the New York Times or CNN or MSNBC, which I find very interesting that Trump would go after um, CNN as fake news and not MSNBC, like, of all people. <laughs> Come on now. But regardless of whether or not I agree with every single concern of CNN, MSNBC, uh, or even with Fox, uh, just a year or two ago when with the Obama presidency, it's not about that. What it is about is the right to stand up and the right to vocalize your dissenting opinions. And while Donald Trump may not have just completely shut down um, CNN, while Donald Trump may not have completely shut down the New York Times, while Donald Trump may not have completely shut down news agencies X, Y, or Z. He is setting a tone that there is approved news and news that is not approved. It's fake because I don't like it. It's fake because they paint a bad picture of me. That's not your job, Donald. It's not your job to hold the news media accountable in that regard. That is the job of the American people. That is the job of every one of us. That means we need to create an environment to where we embrace our own biases and say that it's not the fact that biases are the problem, it's the fact that we are ignoring the truth because of our biases. We will never get over our own biases. I believe in freedom. I believe in liberty. I'm not going to sacrifice that bias 
just to be, quote, fair. What I will do, however, is constantly search for the truth. And that freedom and liberty that I believe in empowers me to search for that truth. That is what CNN should be doing. That's what MSNBC should be doing. And that's what the White House should be advocating for. Not this person wrote a, a mean story, so it's fake news. That is creating a state of propaganda, and that is creating a state in an environment to where you have White House-approved news. That's concerning. That's not a road we want to go down. Even if you may like it whenever uh, Trump calls out CNN, or you may like it whenever the New York Times is called out and, and banned from the White House because they don't, they don't report fairly, that's your job to change. If you don't like it, cancel their subscription. Don't read them. Hold them accountable. If you don't like it, go out and find the truth for yourself. It's, freedom of press is not, limited, uh, is not limited to these agencies. Freedom of press is not limited to only a limited number of journalists. Freedom of press includes every single person. If you want to go out and get a story, get a story. If you want to go out and get the scoop of a lifetime, you can do that. If you want to go out and try to find and investigate the White House or, or the Capitol or do whatever like that, you can do that. If you want to speak out and speak against the administration, that's what the press is all about. The press is supposed to be the enemy of the government. That's okay. That is exactly what it's supposed to do. If we don't have a press that embraces their own bias and vocalizes their dissent, not at the expense of the truth, but in pursuit of the truth, then how much longer is it until we're on the wrong side of the Berlin Wall? How much longer is it until we trade the, the side of West Berlin with graffiti-filled walls and vocalized dissent and vocalized uh, criticism of government for a watchtower no more than 50 feet away from them? How much longer is it until... We are told to sit down, shut up. Those kind of opinions aren't welcomed here. If, if those kind of opinions aren't welcome in the White House, the one place where it's supposed to be the people's house, it's supposed to be a house that is welcomed to dissent, it's supposed to embrace freedom of expression, we would condemn the Soviets. We would condemn um, oppressive regimes that would silence speech and silence newspapers because they held views that we didn't like. Where is that spirit? Where is that fire of liberty in our bellies? Where is that dissent? Where is that criticism? That is what we need to be standing for. That's what freedom of press and freedom of speech is all about. And that's why I ask you to embrace your bias. 
That's something that a lot of people won't say. It's something that you won't hear from a lot of people. But that's what I'm asking you to do. Because that's what freedom is all about. And if you are not embracing that bias and vocalizing that dissent, are you truly living like a free human being? Especially when there are regimes and, and totalitarian states where people cannot express that dissent. Where they cannot vocalize their criticism of the state. We are at a very important time in our history. I don't think um, necessarily that the that this administration will, even though he wants to build a wall, I don't I don't necessarily think that this administration per se uh, will become like the Soviet Union overnight. That's not what I'm saying, but it is a slow fade. It is a slow journey into totalitarianism until. One night, something will snap. And those freedoms that you ignored, and those freedoms that you didn't want to utilize, will be gone. And then you won't be able to utilize them. Then you won't be able to express yourself the way that they were able to in West Berlin. You'll find yourself on the wrong side of the wall. Is that where we want to head towards? I don't believe so. I don't believe that that is where the majority of Americans would like to head toward. Even though Trump won, I still believe most people believe in freedom. I still believe that most people believe that liberty is greater than security when it comes straight down to it. The first deterrent against that totalitarian state is the press. The first insurance, uh, if you will, is a free and vocal press that stands in opposition to the state. That is what we should be striving toward. I hope that if you, um, I hope that if you continue your, your journey with me and um, in this path toward Trumpism uh, that we are sailing toward and here in America. I hope that you will uh, join me in embracing our bias. I hope that you will join me in realizing that there's nothing wrong with expressing your bias because there is no such thing as unbiased news. We must realize that as a free people. That's a good thing. Because when you get unbiased news, because when you get a news that is uh, that has no dissent, that has uh, everyone lockstep in agreement, then that's the kind of news that you get from state news sources. That's the kind of news you get in North Korea or the Soviet Union or something to that effect. That's not where I want to go. That's, I want to go to a place where we have as many voices as possible, where the more voices that speak out and the more voices that speak up, the better it is. That is the kind of America that I want to see. And that's the kind of America that I still believe in. Even as divisive as we may be right now, I still think that we can unify 
under certain truths. And when we realize that those truths are a bias, when we are biased toward the truth, that's when we can finally liberate ourselves. That's when we can finally uh, realize and, and hold not only the news media accountable, but hold the government accountable and hold uh, the White House account accountable in this age of Trump. That's what I hope to be doing here on the show, and that's what I hope that you will join me in doing. That is about all the time we'll have today for that. Um, but I, I do hope that you embrace your bias after after this week's episode. And don't try to pretend like you don't have any, because we all do. We all believe in certain things. Um, but make sure that you are biased in pursuit of the truth, not in opposition to it. Next week, we'll be having a uh, roundtable on the fate and the future of, of conservatism. Then we have some uh, great interviews for the rest of the month here in March, and uh, we have some great guests coming up, and I'm extremely excited for a few of them. I can't announce all of them just yet, but uh, we'll, we'll have some great ones coming up. And until next time, be good and be safe.